This is Eldritch Buds, an actual play Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition podcast. What's up, Eldritch Buddies? Oh, what up, Buddies? buddies. Sitting at the virtual table with me today is Scott. Sneaky, stealthy, and wanted for crimes they probably did commit, Cambrio Voss. Wills. Your level 6 sorcerer rogue, Zed who's a little worried his lack of knowledge in the hot chocolate department is going to come back and haunt him. Speedy. Putting the hand in red hand band. Level six, chode. And Josh. The snuff-nosed Loxodon druid, Jinxie. And I am the uh, ringleader of this circus, Connor. Snuff? What? Wow, good one, pal. Like a rolled doll book? Like an old sailor tobacco up the nose thing? No, that's Jinxie's uh, subspecies of Loxodon. He's a... Snuffs like Snuffleupagus? Snuffed nosed. Yeah. Oh my god. I just made it up. I just made it up. It's a (sighs) snuffed nosed Loxodon. Wild. Add it to the Wikipedia page. Hello, Jixie here from the Eldritch Buds. I just woke up from a nap, and I and I wanted to let you know we have some new friends and sponsors. Dice is not so nice. You can check them out at their Instagram and their Etsy page. Link is in our description, and use code ELDRITCHBUDS for more savings. Now I'm off to track down some dandelions. Bye-bye! Previously on Eldritch Buds, arriving at the doormat of Mephildia, the Red Hand Band is stopped by a group of guards. When the guards find out who our heroes are, they tell them they are not allowed in because they are wanted criminals, according to a note the guards had. After some arguing, Cambrio steals the note and our heroes retreat back to the edge of the forest to figure out their plan. Reading the note, Cambrio sees that it was given from the desk of Thorum Vinar, a man who ran him out of Mephildir. With rage in his eyes, Cambrio rallies the group to go and fight the guards and continue on to Mephildir. During the combat, the Red Hand Band finds out that these are no normal guards. They are robots. But not just any robots, because as the combat is nearing its conclusion, one of the robots transforms from a halfling into a full-fledged warforged. What is going on in Mephildia? What is Misko up to? Let's find out. So the Red Hand Band just finished off taking out the Mephildia guards near 100 yards from the entrance to the city. And discovering a dastardly secret that 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 wasn't halflings. Those weren't living beings. Those were warforged. And after conquering one and pinning it down, we're going to pick up from, from there, essentially. What do you guys want to do? Can you paint me a little bit of a picture? So we cleared out the tower. Is there like a, a wall beyond it to Mephilder? Or is Mephilder kind of just laid past this tower? Yeah, Cambria, there's not actually like big stone fortifications like a big castle wall. It's more wooden pikes and kind of like a thatched together defense. Um, can I roll a check to see if anyone noticed the combat we just had? Yes, you may. That's a 20. So you take a peek towards the entrance of Mephildir and you can tell that there's not guards at the actual doors like this is kind of what this post is for uh you can see some people in the actual city itself but you can't even really make out what they're doing so with a natural 20 you are certain that 
they'd be seeing the same thing back. So though they might see that there's different shapes now at the guard tower and there might have been some running around, you don't get the sense that people are kind of, uh, the alarms haven't been set off. All right, so uh, I kind of huddle up, just pull out the piece of paper and be like, so it kind of seems like they know what we look like. So game plan should probably be not looking like that. Is this chode makeover time or what are we doing here, big guy? I think we should cover our tracks first of all. We should uh, we should like hide these robots some ways. Um, but then yeah, sure we can we can either paint me up or I can just hide yes. in the cart as we go through the city. Oh, we could yeah push you with the cart. Yeah, do we want to uh, do we want to go ditch these uh, ditch these guys maybe back in the in the forest there? Did they all revert to Warforged esque form when they died, DM? No, so only the last one that transformed while it was still living now looks like a Warforged in death. The other uh, guards still look halfling, except for you know when their arms are ripped off, you can kind of see the wire wiring, you can see the circuitry. But they they retain form. Um, want to try to lift it? Which one? The warfort, like the one that looks like a robot? No, uh, no, the one that's got its arm ripped off. It's still half like sized. Sure, roll me a strength check. That's a fifteen plus one, uh, so sixteen. Yeah, it's heavy. It's certainly heavier than any halfling. But not like impossibly yeah. so. Not impossibly so. Maybe. Okay. 180, 200 pounds in this form. All right, so I'm gonna start dragging this one to the to the woods, I guess, and gesture for the other guys to grab the other ones. Yep, go ahead, uh, whoever's carrying, yeah, throw some strength checks. Uh, dirty 20. Okay, you're good with yours. 16. Yep, you're good with yours. Oh, nat 20. Very nice. So the only thing that I would say is the one that looks like a Warforged in its robotic form is much heavier. It doesn't make much sense, but when transformed, it gained mass. Hmm, interesting. Can I, uh, like, I know Jinxie gave me a, a hand last time, but it would have been halfling robot size. So can I rip the hand of like the Warforged size one out? see if yeah. I can like replace my like nub yeah give it a try Jinxie gave you a baby arm <laughs> yeah he gave me like a two foot tall person's like uh just a strength check strength check to yeah rip off your hand um 22 22 easily you rip this Warforge hand off and it looks like it would be your size Nice. I'm going to try and like stick it in uh, where my hand used mm. to be. See if I can. Yeah. Like... Roll, roll a medicine check. Uh, seven. So you obviously in your fighting pit, you know, years and years in the fighting pits and all of your years in combat and war and stuff, you've had different arms and legs and parts. And for the most part, although you don't have your artificer that you normally would in, you know, battlefield. It's easy enough to replace a hand or a foot or something small like that with these like ball bearings that you have. It's really strange that when you removed your hand from the wall, it 
did something to it. Like when you look at your nub of the wrist, it doesn't look like it can receive like that hand as a transplant, especially not with a seven. Oh. Well, that's interesting. Um, is anyone good at like breaking magical spells? Zed, can you do that? Football? Um, no. I'm more of like a do magical spells guy. Less of an undo magical spells guy. Alright. But um, I could try to boink it with my sword. No. That, what? No. <laughs> Alright. So um, there used to be there used to be people that, that worked on people like yourself, like especially back in the war days, right? I'm sure we could maybe hold on to that and when we come across someone maybe a little more proficient with those you know, with that particular skill set, maybe we can try our luck with someone else. I don't know if anyone in our group is gonna be able to figure that out. I mean, we are outside of a town that appears to be building Warforged. I'm sure if we get inside, I'm sure we might be able to find someone with the requisite knowledge to put our friend back together. That's true. Alright, I guess I can wait. Also, uh, remember way back at the estate, like, this should be like a month ago now, um, John put something in my neck that was giving like a ping for where mm-hmm. those uh, robots were coming from. Um, now, it could be past it, but from what it looks like, that tower that that last one was running towards, uh, that's where the ping is coming from. So, do we want to investigate the tower? Or do we want to sneak into town and see if we can get some information first? Like, what are we, what are we thinking? I think maybe... Uh... One or two of us could maybe just case the tower this afternoon under disguise and then might be easier to break in and mess around. Not in broad daylight? Yeah. That sounds good. So we get into some form of disguise, the five of us now, and then head in. Maybe a couple of us check it out. Some of us look where to where we can stay and Plan to uh, to check that tower out tonight? I think if we go check the tower, it should be an all-hands kind of thing. If that's where that ping is coming, like if this is a big deal, I'd rather... Look, I'd look knowingly towards the other allegedly sneaky guy in the group, which is Zed, and we're just two very small-looking dudes, and just leaving our two big guys behind. It's like Maybe we just... Everyone comes, and we just... We figure something out. Sure. Sure, right. sure, sure. I'm not very sneaky, but I'll try. Yeah, I didn't mean like actually breaking in now. I just more meant we could literally just walk by and check can still what the building that, is. Joke. But yeah, we just let's get disguised. Head by the tower. Okay. Plan as we go. Alright, what are we doing? We, there's one relatively ostentatious one of us. Vetus nods. He, he knows that you're talking about him. I honestly... Someone said the five of us earlier, and I have completely forgot Vetus was here. So Wow, man. He's on the poster, so we do... Uh, I guess you also need to 
to change things up, Vetus, it's that time of your life. I hope you're ready to try some new styles. And then I'm just, I'm gonna give you my haircut. All right, just one second, just one second. And what do you, yeah, so what are you rolling for the haircut? Uh, sleight of hand. Yeah, disadvantage because he's struggling. Okay. So 17, off the table, and 18. Okay, what are you trying to give him? Uh, picture that Vetus is, in my head, Vetus didn't have hair, but I like this. So picture he has like a, <laughs> a 90s bowl cut for you to just kind of. Okay, so <laughs> I, you've actually got the decade right. Your 90s okay. bowl cut kid, I want him to have his father's haircut. So like the inverse bowl, so just toilet bowl around the back of the head and then just the a George little Costanza? bit. Yeah, just a little bit going across the top <laughs> no. that he's like just trying to pull. So he just looks so much older. He just looks totally different guy. Okay. Okay. Uh, you know, I actually don't uh, hate this. This kind of brings up my <laughs> no, eyes as he's no. like looking in a mirror that he had in his pocket. <laughs> you just fucked all I his shit up. you would be finding the real you. <laughs> the real fetus. So the, uh, yeah, so I guess everybody's disguising up. Uh, what's the plan here? Cambria, I assume you're is e- yours is easy enough. I become a different dude. Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was gonna say, Cambrio. Um, you know, we could really help cover our tracks. Maybe if somebody, um, if anyone here was able to disguise themselves not as a dude, and uh, I think the best shot at that would be you. I know exactly what you mean. I become scruffy. <laughs> that's actually the old, perfect the old weathered but yet beautiful dwarf yes okay, the most beautiful that's... and distracting thing I could th- I was immediately on the same page with Zed but just in my own way oh my god oh it's a me Scroofy yeah, that's, that's gonna be my person no it. it's Scroofy that's the different person but physically Scruffy okay who else is putting on a disguise Jinxie's just taken off the ghillie suit. Okay, I, th- I think I'm ready to go now. Well, Jinxie, that brings up a very good question, actually. So you've had the ghillie suit on for a while. <laughs> I'm going to leave it up to you. How much of Jinxie's hair is back since being shaved a while back? Are we looking at, like, 5 o'clock shadow? Or are I, we looking at... I feel like we're well past 5 o'clock shadow. Okay. Like, I don't know. Maybe, like... Like a 3-inch cut. Okay. No, yeah, maybe that's too is much. It, is maybe it it's... is it wavy yet, or is it still like bristly? No, it'd still be bristly. So are you full, like a, are you like a fade? Bristle? Are you like a fade where like, like the bottom fade? of you is like yeah. not as yeah, it doesn't long, come in, but yeah. the top of you is a bit longer. So he's got like, my hairless cut. legs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we've got faded Jinxie. Uh, we've got uh, George Costanza Vitas. We've got Scruffy. I. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm gonna, uh, paint myself up to look like that Warforged. Okay, do you have a disguise kit? What are you painting yourself up with? Can I help? Because I have proficiency in disguise kits. Yes. Can I pull out a single pair of sunglasses and just put them on them? It's amazing. I don't have a disguise kit on me, so, yeah. I do. It's just so the I sunglasses. Just yeah, yeah. Can't If you want, if if just sunglasses is how you're picturing the disguise kit. <laughs> well, this is what I thought he had one um, trench coat as well and a bowler hat. <laughs> He's going full okay. '40s detective. 
Listen up, Shane. <laughs> what am I rolling here? What am I doing? Uh, for a disguise kit, Cambria, I'm going to make you roll an intelligence check. So 11 plus 2, uh, so 13, and I'm going to use my Asai Bolstered Knack, because I have a proficiency in my, uh, in my uh, disguise kit. So I can use that to add a d6. That's a 2, so 15. Okay, there you go. Nice. So you guys look and showed all of a sudden, you know, looks like a 1940s detective. He's got... What kind of sunglasses, Cambro? We're we talking. Oh, like Blues Wayfair, Brothers. Yeah. Blues Just Brothers. Okay. Ah, Fenton Hardy. See, I hate nice. my two sons. Uh, so that makes that makes four disguises. And Zed, what are you looking like? Uh, Zed is going to cast disguise self on himself. Mm-hmm. Disgu- yeah, I guess that's kind of obvious. Disguise self, not disguise others. And um, he's gonna grow a. That's pretty wicked goatee. Um, and that's pretty much... That's, he's going to change his clothes. Um, to just a, He's going to use his robe. His robe's going to change to green. And he's going to feel pretty proud about that. He's not a creative guy. One thing. He looks like I, old Robin Hood. <laughs> oh, yes. I imagine just more villain. He's not old, Zed, though. Which is a curveball I like, because he just looks more evil than the picture. Like, what's that? <laughs> this guy is not that guy. He looks way worse, but he's not that guy. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Oh. <laughs> okay, so evil Zed. You look like adult Link. Like, is that what yeah. you're going for? Like, I don't know if you guys, I don't know if you guys watch Community. I'm literally like, thinking yeah, of Evil, Evil Abed right now. Evil Abed yeah, is just yeah. like a, it's just a stuck on. <laughs> so just, just that it's literally just a goatee and a villainous aura. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's incredible. Okay, so everyone's got their disguises. Everyone's looking good. Uh, what's what's the plan, guys? I think find some sort of little home base in Tavern, the Huge place to rest our feet and think of our moves. One, uh, ideally with a view of the tower, potentially. That would be nice. That's very smart, Cambro, actually. Well, I don't mean to sound surprised. You mean Scroofy? <laughs> yes, Scroofy. This is good to be fun. This Do we have to, to live with this too? <laughs> Jesus. So as the five of you saunter into town with your mules and cart behind you, You can see, especially for those who've been here before, things are different. So not only has the landscape changed with the gravel and the dark, smoggy sky, the people are different too. Yes, there are humans and halflings going about their business, but something seems off. You can tell that one halfling is just moving the same box from in front of his house to the side of the house, then picking it up again and moving it back to the front. You can see you can see that three neighbors uh, keep doing the same thing over and over, where like they walk up and down the street and they just keep saying "Morning, neighbor" to each other. It's like the town's on a strange loop. Cambria, oh, what creepy. what happened to this place? Um, your guess is as good as mine at this point. I mean, my guess is going to be robots because. We just fought robots, but as for why someone's got some kind of weird pretend, I, I, if they were just doing active tasks, that would make more sense to me. But a lot of these people just seem to be going through like 
minor random day-to-day you know like i don't understand the point of a lot of this so it just i I wish i I don't even know this just seems like a really over the top level of control when when was the last time you were here it wasn't that long ago like i not the age of itself but like three maybe three and a half years like this is not this is rapid change this is not something that just organically happened all right there was no planning commission for this they didn't do any studies this is gone on quickly clearly so so you don't recognize any of the shopkeepers I was going to say, can I roll to see if I recognize any, like, just townsfolk or any people from my time here? Uh, yeah, sure, go ahead. Roll history. 11 plus history is a 2, so 13. Yeah. Uh, for immediately, you don't, you don't recognize anybody that you'd be like, oh, that was my old buddy, or that was my old, you know, so-and-so, but vaguely, you can tell that, like, maybe you recognize that shopkeeper. Uh, it looks like that bakery's still in the same spot. And oh yeah, there's that inn over there. Like it, the layout of the town hasn't changed. And it's not like this place is swarming with Kingsguard or, you know, different people all of a sudden. It's just the people themselves are just acting odd. Uh, I'm going to point out the end to the rest of the group while I'm kind of just sort of observing the surroundings and watching. I assume, are people kind of ignoring us? Like, are they kind of doing what they're doing versus responding to us in the environment? Yes. However, as you look over at Vitas, the neighbors who are all saying good morning to each other, like, he thinks they're talking to him, and he's like, good morning! I have said this how many times do I need to tell you good morning before I... Ah! And, like, he's just, like, getting really frustrated, but it doesn't seem like they're too concerned with his uh, outburst. If you do want to go towards the inn, you can see that there is a nice, humble little cottage that is, uh, you know, 30 feet from where you are right now called Mephildirist. Hmm. Come, come, Vetus. This this place doesn't seem right. Come with us to the inn. Fine. As you make your way into the cottage, it's very nice. There's a roaring fire in the fireplace with different art and tapestries on, this, on the walls. There's a boar's head over the fireplace. You can see there's a few patrons looking like they're playing cards around a table or one's kind of writing something down on a piece of paper at the bar. You can see that the barkeep is polishing a glass behind the bar. Some people are talking, but you, you know, it's, it's not super, super busy. Would we notice that these guys are also doing the same thing, like repeating phrases and sentences and actions? Uh, yeah, if you wait long enough, you know, 30 to 40 seconds in the doorway, you can see that the, the people playing cards, like, are once putting their left card down over and over again, picking it back up, putting it back down. You can see that the barkeep doesn't change mugs. Uh, it's It Ew. seems like everybody's lo- looping. This whole town is just a Chuck E. Cheese. Can I just walk <laughs> up to the rooms? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Nobody stops you. That's Yeah, I'm just gonna... Yeah, this one's ours. Great. Sweet. So I'm just going to set up and... Okay, I'm going to go through them all. I'm going to pick the nicest one, see if I can't get a view of that tower. Okay. Uh, I will say that there is one in near the back half that has a view towards where that tower was that you saw. Uh, and now that you're in the city and a little bit closer to the actual tower, you can see along the horizon that it's not just a tower. It looks more like towers and 
a large building beneath them. If you were to guess, these three towers on top of this large structure are like steam stacks or smoke stacks or something. And it looks like that is what's causing all the pollution and the darkness in this area. Chode's uh, at the bar. He's like waving at the the bartender to be like, uh, "Excuse me, can can I get it? Can I get a drink?" The bartender's kind of head shakes uh, and looks over at you. Hello, what can I get you? Uh, I would like a drink, sir. What do you have on tap? A drink, sir. What do I have on tap? I have. And you can see that, that like the, the eyes are kind of going back and forth, like left to right, as if like reading something or scanning something, but nothing's in front of you. We have ale. May I get you an ale? Yes. And you can see that the mug that it's been polishing, it holds it forward like extremely straight and quickly. Pours this brown sludge that looks like beer into the mug and hands you something. That will be five copper. I'm gonna high five him, see if that works. It's like payment. Copper not detected. Please, that will be five copper. I I had to try. Alright. Here's here's your five copper. Payment received. Enjoy your ale. And it starts it picks up another mug and starts polishing it. Drink the brown sludge. Yep, it is ale. However, it's old ale. It's stale ale. It's not been changed recently ale. Oh, I don't have any taste buds, so... No. It's but just, your yeah. omnimetric robotic brain can pick oh, up on... you know it's bad ale. You just know. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I can see why it's only five copper. Joe, do you know these robots, or what? what what's the difference between you and them? First of all, do I know all robots? No. Um, that'd be like me saying, hey, do you know all elephants? Well, we, we do have a pretty good network back in deer. Oh, so, you do know, know I all never the forget a face. The bartender looks towards you, eyes flicking red. My natural 20 on picking up the word showed. Uh, was, oh. It was loud enough. Excuse me, sir, please remove your sunglasses. Looking at you, Judd. Me? Yes, please. Why? We have detected a... Danger word. Please remove your sunglasses. <laughs> Alright. I'll take them off. Uh, okay, I'm gonna... Roll something here. Can you roll me a general deception check, please? Uh, 16. My apologies, sir. It must be a common name. Yeah. I'm surprised you're not named that. Everybody's named Cho. No, my name is... David. Oh. It's a... It's a weird robot. I mean, good for you, man. You can tell also that the word David was said, like, in a different voice. That was the most human part of the voice. Did you steal real David? Is he real David? Real steal, real David? Hey, David. Hello, Mr. Chode. Uh, you don't need to call me that. That's fine. Are you a robot? 
No! Ha 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 I am a halfling! Can't you see? And it, like, hops up on the bar and, like, shows you both of its big feet. Halflings have large feet. Typically, halflings do not wear shoes because they have such strong feet. As I am showing you my feet, this should be a clear, 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 and obvious thing that I am a halfling. And it jumps back behind the bar. Well, cheers, David. So David looks at you and says, If you need accommodation, please leave one gold per room on the counter. Oh, I'm just here for a drink. Don't mind me. By all means, and it goes back to cleaning the mug. I'm going to meander back on down from the rooms after having just very obviously dropped off my stuff. Just yeah, back okay. in the lobby now. Um, Can I say in the mind chat? Is my chat's open, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, I'm going to be like, don't use our real names. They're trigger words for all the robots in this room. So shut up with our names. Kimber right. tries to peel back his own mental veil to what his real name is. He's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I think we're good. Uh, gotcha. So we have, uh, just to clarify then, Scroofy, I mean, you've already, you're going by Chode now. You're fine. You just, wait, what? I, I just, like, start ixnating him. Like, no, we're not, we're not saying that. The less you say it, it's probably better. All right. Do you want to you want to go by a different name then moving forward? Chud. Call me David. David. Yes. Okay. okay. We're just gonna start calling you David in front of David after you yeah. blatantly. I love it. Um, I I'll just go by why. Okay. Now I look to Jinxie. Oh, this is in the in the mind chat or not in the mind chat? I mean, just, yeah. It's in the mind chat, I think. If it's in the mind chat, Jinxie yeah, has no Jinxie idea. Has no what idea. Talking yeah, about. I assumed we were talking out loud, but then I realized this was us first. So no, we just all kind of looked around the room and like nodded at each other while just nothing's happening. I'm just like all right, and then I'm looking at Jinxie, forgetting he's not in the chat. But I can actually choose up to three characters now. So for the first time, and I don't know how he's going to react to this. Uh, Jinxie is in the full mind chat. So now there's just three other voices in Jinxie's head on top of how many others are already there. Is is Jinxie getting like Matrix, like, you know, downloading all the previous mind chat conversations? <laughs> yeah, it's been a while before he can actually participate in the chat because yeah, he's doing yeah. a big update. Yeah, yeah. Include just getting filled all the in. Chat history. Jinxie's just in front of the fireplace, just kind of unconscious, taking this update. Uh, someone should tell Vetus that we shouldn't use real names. Is he here? Yeah, Vetus is at the bar trying to order food, but the bar the barman's not like responding or reacting because if yeah, something's off. Yeah, someone's got to tell that guy quick because he talks in the third person a <laughs> lot. <laughs> That's true, actually. That is scary. Hey. Hey, you piece of shit. Get over here. Who? Me? Fine. And he jumps up and gets down. And he's like, I'm pretty sure he was just about to give, him, give me an order of chicken wings, too. So if if, if he doesn't, this is your fault. Is there a kitchen? Sure. Uh, it's an inn. Yeah. Uh, can I just see if I could wander back into the kitchen without interacting with anyone? Yeah, sure. All right, I just go to get him chicken fingers, if there are any. I assume they're old, but... There, if you go back into the kitchen, it's 
not stocked. It looks raided and everything's dirty. Uh, I'm going to come back out. Like, There's no actual food here. Which leads me to believe there's no actual people here. I don't know what's going on. I've just, I've got, no, this is not the same place I left. Weirdly enough, I wasn't prepared for change. Uh, Zed, Zed, what's your passive perception? Uh, my passive perception is 15. You feel something tug on your robe, and like something was trying to get into your pocket. Uh, so I'm gonna turn around. What the fuck? Do I see anyone? You do not see anybody. Cambrio, if you needed to borrow some cash, just ask me, buddy. Uh, I live a fully cashless lifestyle thanks to my walking ATM. Uh, so I don't even know what you're talking about. Somebody just, I'm kind of like patting my butt. Somebody just tried to rob me or who's sticking their hands in my pockets? What pocket? Fucking pocket right here. The one I'm currently What's in the pocket? Did they take something? They, what happened? What was in that pocket? Did you check your pocket? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you find a note. Okay, I'm gonna pull the note out. And as you open it up, it says, They won't be in the bathhouse. Meet me there tonight after sundown. So I'm just gonna read the note silently in my head. (laughs) And then, in the mind chat, uh, yeah, they, someone just shoved a note in my pocket. And then I'll reread the note to them. Huh. Who's they? I, I, I didn't see anyone. Can I remember the bathhouse from before, or would you say that's a recent addition? No, 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 you remember the bathhouse. That's one of the bigger central buildings in, in Mithildir. That's what I figured. Okay, so, so I, uh, I'm going to take a quick little peek out the window to see if I can get a, a glance at the sun. See if we can get ourselves a little time check. Hour, maybe forty-five minutes till sundown. Um, we've got a little bit of time if we maybe want to rest up. I look at the, the half-filled sludge beer, be like, enjoy our treats, I guess. Um, <laughs> but if this is, I'll be honest, everything that's happened here has been super weird. This is actually probably the most normal thing that's happened to us so far. So uh, it's also our only lead, other than just going after the tower. I think we hang out for a little bit, and then tonight we see if we can't get to this bathhouse and see who's walking around invisible. That being said, um, DM, I'd like to roll an investigation check on, like, the ground around me. If this is a not-frequently-traveled area, I imagine it could be very dusty, and I'm going to look in case someone invisible, like, you know, a caster or something came by, maybe I'd see footprints or... Yeah, go ahead and roll investigation. That is going to be an 18. With an 18, you see uh, that this dusty floor is frequented not by many people. You can tell that the bartender kind of goes back and forth over and over again, but never seems to leave its trail of about 8 feet back and forth. The other people don't ever seem to get up from the table. You can see the five of your uh, footsteps and something else. It looks like slender uh, 
slender shoes have also been walking around here as frequently as you, but you don't see a source. Um, actually, what I would say is, with an 18, you would be able to tell it's probably something your size, Cambrio Z, like in the human range. Could I tell? That's slender. Like, type of shoe. Like, I'm trying to figure out basically, does this look like a, a commonly worn, like, adventurer shoe or like maybe a fancy dinner shoe with a heel that could be more of the female persuasion? Yeah, I would say that, again, with an 18, I won't make you reroll for this. It looks, yes, like perhaps it does have a heel on the back, a slender heel. All right, well, uh, what do you say we uh, do some investigating? I I would be cool if we took, like, a a break, like a little, little hour recharge here. Yeah, a little catnip. And then sure. go out and find this bathhouse. Sure, so if you guys want to do a short rest here, you can mark that off on your sheets. And with that, the sun is just setting beyond the horizon. So if you're going to the bathhouse, this this would be the time to do it. Uh, should gather the things, meet, meet the guys back down in the lobby. We all have our own rooms. Um, and we're just, everyone ready to head out? I'm pretty sure, unless they've changed the streets too, I should know the way. So you guys head out of the end in Cambria. You know the bathhouse is about a 12-minute walk from here. Uh, Mephilder's not a huge place, and it's built for halflings, so it's a lot easier to get from place to place. You get to the bathhouse, and normally there are three archways that allow you to just go in. There's no doors or anything. It kind of just opens up into this next area. But these arches have all been barricaded, and they're now walled up. It looks like you have to knock. This is like an entrance way. All right, I'm going to cautiously approach the doorway, just kind of keeping my eyes out to see if there's any like peepholes or anything to the sides or on it. Um, I'm going to try to just open it before I knock or anything, or is it just like boarded over in terms of like fully obstructed? It looks fully obstructed and, and as you try, uh, it does seem to be like deadbolted or something. It doesn't even jiggle. Can I make like an investigation check to see if there's any sort of like hidden latch or anything? Well, you'd be able to uh, if the Latch doesn't kind of slide open. There's like an eye hole that opens up. Who? Who are you? Uh, we are invited guests. Said who's uh, who's why? We? Why show him the? And then I'm gonna gesture to why with his glorious goatee. <laughs> nice. Uh, so they take a look at you two, open the door very slightly, and say, "You and you get on in here." We've got, we've got two more, and then I'm just going to kind of wave at the other. We've got three more. Oh, I'm so bad at math. I'm so, so tired. Uh, just let us, I'm going to wave for the rest of the group to try to squeeze in. Yeah, so so Vetus, Vetus gets in fairly easily. They stop and look at Jinxie, and they're like, wow, you're big. Um, yeah, c- come on in. Okay. <laughs> Chode, as you attempt to enter, uh, the door shuts. Do you do anything? Um, excuse me. You're just shutting doors in people's faces now? He's with us. He's with you, and you can see that the person who just let you in is this beautiful, maybe mid-twenties blonde woman who is uh, has a hooded shroud over her, uh, over her head. She's wearing uh, what look like combat heels, I guess, like, like heels for rogues. 
uh, and is is now holding the deadbolt shut, being like, "You are friends with a Warforged." He's he's not what? one of them. What do you, what does that even mean? I I know a Warforged when I see one. Yes. He's not getting in here. I I understand that, but I'm saying the Warforged we've come across in the city seem to be a huge problem. He's not one of them. Um, that's also just a man in a trench coat and sunglasses, surely. She says, I have eyes, and I can see that that is a Warforged. You, and she looks at you, why? And says, this friend, you say that you can vouch for him? Absolutely. Put it this way. And in a flash, she like gets up and she's holding a dagger to your neck, and she's like, if anything funny happens in here, or at all, with you or your friend that I'm very politely about to let in, it's your neck on the line. And then she lowers her blade. And uh, I understand that completely. I, I, <laughs> yeah, trust me, I get the precaution. But I'm willing to put my neck on the line for him. She unlatches the door and showed you are allowed to enter the bathhouse. Oh, haha, very funny. Leave the big robot outside while everyone else... Shh, 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 be quiet, be quiet. The door shuts behind you, and she, like, shuffles you into the main area. What are you doing here? Don't you know what this place is now? A bathhouse? <laughs> Not this place, you dumb idiots. And she seems very spiteful towards you, Chode. Just, how about you? How about you just uh, politely... Please be quiet, Metalmouth. I want to talk to the normies here. Metalmouth. You can't say that. That's that a good very one. Polite. That's a I good know you one. said politely, but that wasn't very polite. That's with all due respect, you dirty piece of shit. That wasn't very nice. <laughs> okay, okay, listen. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. You guys need to get out of here now. We were invited. Okay? Yeah, but by me. I saw you guys in the bar. Uh, what <laughs> <laughs> do you guys know it's been months since anybody with a set of lungs and a heartbeat has walked through Mephildir and escaped I have been going in and out invisible hoping that no, none of these fucking terrorizing robots see me looking for any any signs of life all of my friends anybody who I once knew in Mephildir it seems to be gone replaced by whatever the fuck in fact uh, prove that you guys aren't what have I done? What have I done? She starts to panic, like realizing that she's just let, you know, people in. Prove that I'm not a shape-shifting robot? Just oops. Uh, can I take a look at her? You said she's early 20s? Yep. So wouldn't have been necessarily of age with me, but do I recognize her at all from my time before? No. Uh, roll a history check. That's a 21. Yes, you can be with a 21. You actually do recognize this woman from your youth. Uh, it would have been a couple of years ago that you saw her uh, when you were in, you know, an early teenager, kind of in your childhood in Mephildir. You would have recognized her as somebody who would have been like 17, 18, 19, uh, daughter of the milkman, essentially. Like you always saw her like carrying buckets of milk around and leading cows through town and stuff like that. And her name is Austin, O-S-T-E-N. Zed is going to pull a dagger out of his 
waist, I guess, like, uh, you know, off the, uh-huh. out of the sheath. And uh, he's just going to, like, small slice across the hand in an attempt to sure. prove humanity to this. Okay, uh, take, take a one, you can take one slashing damage there, Zed, just for cutting your hand open. And she goes, <sighs> okay. Okay, I'm sorry for freaking out before. Just, it's been a long, long time. Um, listen to me. I, I don't know who you are, what you're doing here, but you need to flee the city fast before those things catch you. You especially. And she looks at Chode, being like, "If you're not one of them, then they're gonna harvest you and rip you apart for parts. These things are ferocious." Look, we we haven't been here long, and we don't have much of a history with the city, but. Um... We came here looking for someone, and we're probably not going to leave in, unless we find out whether they're here or not. But I mean, we don't we don't love what we see here either. And if there's any way we can help, we'd definitely love to. Well, who who are you looking for? We're looking for uh, a girl that was taken just uh, off an estate near Beaumont, maybe a month ago. Uh, a girl. Where do you think she's in Mephildia, or do you think? And she kind of looks towards the towers on the horizon, without saying anything. We think she'd be there. A month ago, a girl. Hmm. Can you roll me a general charisma check to see how much she tr- trusts you, Zed? Yep. Yep, yep, yep. General charisma. Nat 20 plus four. Come on, guys. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. Whoa. So you can tell that Austin is a very guarded individual. Um, she looks gaunt and skinny, like she hasn't had enough to eat or drink over the last number of weeks, it looks like. She looks frightened, scared, like backed into a corner. And this is the first time, you know, proving that you are living with your hand and just the general vibe that you're providing she lets her walls down a little bit um well best i can assume is that everybody from Mephildir was taken at some point or another over the past number of months to that factory on the horizon thank god they didn't really have me on the radar but come to think of it i did hear rumors even before people were missing that there was a mysterious girl or something that was being housed there. I don't know many details, but I definitely heard that there was someone, a girl I think, that was being housed and I don't know. I don't know what they were doing to her, but I can only imagine. Well, if that's the case, we're definitely going to need to get in those towers and hey, if if we can help you in this town, we'd be happy to in the process, but you knowing this area better than, than most and clearly knowing how to navigate it without being seen, you would be a, a great asset if you could help. Well, <laughs> I'm doing the best that I can to help. And she kind of gestures to the second deck of this bathhouse, and you can kind of see that there's like kids and old people like peering over the edge, like as if like is it safe kind of to come out um and she's like this is the only building that they go they that they don't go into because you know they don't need to bathe and 
as much as I'd like to, you know, leave and look for food and do all the things to save the day, I, I have things here to worry about. I've got people here that I'm responsible for. In the mind chat, um, so I was going to ask Cambrio, Cambrio, is that, uh, is that bag still stocked with a bunch of food? Uh, it, it's, it's probably no good. It's probably no good by now. I wouldn't check. It probably smells gross. Hey, look, I'm just saying if, if we can give these people a little bit of food, clearly they could use it. It would go a long way in us getting some help. And if we think Emily's there, which it sounds like she is, we're going to need all the help we can get. Cameo just looks at a bunch of similarly homeless youths and is going to cave a little bit. I want to ask Austin. Um, you said over the past months, so A, this has been going on for months, not years, right? Well, I, I can't really say to be honest, but I can tell you for sure that things were completely different three months ago. That's when I knew for sure that more than half the town was imposters, replicators. I don't know what to call them. But yeah, it's. We came across a, a name on our way here as well. Um, is Thorim one of them, or is he on that side as he is? Thorim Vinar, and she spits. That piece of garbage. He's the owner. He's the he's the guy that built that monstrosity on the horizon. He's in charge of all these things. I haven't seen him in town for. Oh, the better part of a year. He doesn't he doesn't leave that place. He does have strings, though. And if you're thinking of doing anything, don't involve Thorum. He is a scary individual. I've seen him do some things. And she's, like, she looks really worried and upset. I'm going to give her a grandmotherly pat on the head because I'm an older woman. And I'm just going to be like, it'll, it'll be okay. You just take care of your people here. And, um... I noticed you You said you could go invisible. Is that a spell that you could perhaps cast on one of our friends? Or... She she looks left and she looks right and she um, she kind of opens up her, her cloak and you can see that there's three vials of something. She's like, no, it's it's magic, but we're running out. These are my last three. Um, so I see the three vials and not in like a trade seize kind of way, but I am going to start like... Look, I think... I can help you with your food problem and I'm going to open up the bag and I'm going to kind of start dishing out like some of the rations we got from John and like the non-perishables. I imagine there's some sort of like salted meat or like other medieval lunchables and stuff like that. Um, so yeah. And then I'm just going to try to be like, so again, you're using those is a limited timeline. Once you're out of those, your problem is still around and you have no more ways to solve it we are your best chance at actually ending this. And I think we could definitely put those to a more effective use than you could. Roll me persuasion. And because you're using food as a, a gambling chip, I was going to make this a disadvantage, but this is just going to be a straight roll. Uh, that's a 25. A 25. Yeah. Um, so with the 25, she like looks to you and then looks up towards like the, few people that she's in charge of and then looks back down at the vials and she's like well only if you promise 
only if you promise that you will bring an end to this, because without these vials, we're going to die here. And she holds them out to you. I'm going to look Austin right in the eyes and go, I don't know if you remember a couple years ago, there was like a, there's a little two person family of dwarves who lived here. You might not be the only person with a grudge against Thorin. And I'm going to turn into Harden. I'm going to just turn into the dwarf that she would know. Do you want to describe what Harden looks like? So Harden is, it's like a 10 year, it's a young dwarf. So I obviously like age wise, if he was a real dwarf, he'd probably be like 30 or 40 kind of, but he's just in the life stage of like a younger dwarf. Um, clean shaven, starting to kind of get some stubble in, just like a, a young boy does in the dwarven ears. Um, but then he's just got kind of uh, brown, shoulder length hair, stout, um, but just kind of like a not as filled out as a dwarf you imagine. Still, so like, look, he's kind of got to grow into his frame. But yeah. And she kind of looks bewildered. She goes, "Harden, is, is that you?" And she goes in for a hug. And as she pulls back, she's like, that disguise was incredible. Like, you really looked like an older dwarf lady. That's quite some skill, my goodness. I have learned some tricks while I've been away. Well, Harden, I... I haven't seen you since... I'm really sorry what happened to your mom, Harden. Yeah, that's... Thank you, Austin. I don't... I mean, technically, I don't know if anything happened to her. She might have just made a getaway but yep you know bright side of life we'll see she puts a hand on your shoulder and kind of looks at you and says well if I have any any strategy at all and mind you I'm no adventurer I I don't know much about combat or breaking into buildings but I do know one thing and that I would not go through the front gate. That place is stacked with lots of them. We do have reports that there there might be a way near the back to get in, a small panel, but that was two months ago at the last report we had. We're really running out of people here. <laughs> Harden, thanks for coming back. We're, we're about to give up hope. Well, I don't, I don't want you to be viewing me as this kind of, we all just need Thorum gone for our own reasons. And I just, I'm really happy to find that our, our goals are aligned. And that's where we're going to end tonight's episode. No. Revenge. Murder. Double load. It's Cambrio. I take off in a dead sprint and leave everyone behind. Beeps, where are you? You've reached the end of the episode. Thanks for listening. Hey, wait, don't go yet. If you enjoyed what you heard, please give us an honest review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. We'd love to hear from you. As well, please follow us on Instagram at EldritchBuds. It's where we post announcements, art, memes, and more. A special thanks to Arcane Anthems for the in-game music and to Zach Parks for our killer intro music. Until next episode, thanks for tuning in, buddies.